blessing? Amen. I'm so glad he touched me. I'm certainly not perfect, but I'm glad I'm not what I used to be. Amen. And I'm glad he did make me whole. Uh, look, what week is this? Thanksgiving, I know. Uh, someone, uh, like I said, that preacher asked. It was uh, Brother Stanley. Of course, he's in heaven now, but he asked his congregation, what do you think of when you think of Thanksgiving? And he said, turkey. And, uh, of course, a few people raised their hand. But I think we ought to think about being grateful and thankful at Thanksgiving, don't you? Yeah. And uh, so let's look in Psalm 92, and let's just look at this little thought. Let's just give thanks at Thanksgiving. Let me give you some reasons tonight. And, by the way, there's going to be nothing new, <laughs> nothing new, nothing new tonight. But maybe we all need to be reminded of some very simple things of giving thanks at Thanksgiving. Psalm 92, you know, the Bible tells us that we are to give thanks. One of the places is here in Psalm 92. It's a song. And um, you look there in Psalm chapter 92, verse 1. Notice the very first phrase. It is a good thing to give thanks to the Lord. Now, I could stop right there. How many of y'all agree that it's a good thing to give thanks unto the Lord? Amen. And to sing praises unto thy name, O Most High, to show forth thy loving kindness in the morning and thy faithfulness every night. Upon an instrument of ten strings and upon the psaltery, upon the harp, with a solemn sound, for thou, Lord, hast made me glad through thy work. I will triumph in the works of thy hands. O Lord, how great are thy works, and thy thoughts are very deep. A brutish man knoweth not, neither doth a fool understand this. When the wicked spring is the grass, and when all the workers of iniquity do flourish, it is that they shall be destroyed forever. But thou, Lord, art most high forevermore. Thou, Lord, art most high forevermore. For lo, thine enemies, O Lord, for lo, thine enemies shall perish. All the workers of iniquity shall be scattered. But my horn shalt thou exalt like the horn of a unicorn. I shall be anointed with fresh oil. Mine eye also shall see my desire on mine enemies, and mine ears shall hear my desire of the wicked that rise up against me. The righteous shall flourish like the palm tree. He shall grow like a cedar in Lebanon. Those... Those that be planted in the house of the Lord shall flourish in the courts of our God. They shall still bring forth fruit in old age. They shall be fat and flourishing. By the way, that's a fat in the kind of way we want to be. Amen? Flourishing. See, it's talking about bringing forth fruit to show that the Lord is upright. He is my rock and there is no unrighteousness in him. Heavenly Father, I pray you'll help us now tonight very simply to be thankful for you and all that you give us. In Jesus' name, amen. I want to say, when we read this psalm, it's very clear. Verse 1 is where I want to spend the time. It's a good thing to give thanks to the Lord. So we ought to be giving thanks during Thanksgiving. But to be fair, we ought to give thanks all the time. I want to just say, as um, we look at this psalm, I want you to notice uh, we understand the psalmist had a lot of enemies. And by the way, we have a lot of enemies. Now this is a part of Christianity, we don't like to talk about, but to be honest, I'm not being ugly, I'm being honest. Have you ever just watched the news lately? I mean, you would think that people like us are the crazy ones. You would think we're the ones that's causing all the problems that 
you know, we're causing all the strife. And by the way, I want to just say this. There was racism in the Bible. There's always been racism, but I'm going to say this. It should never be found in the heart of a Christian. Why? God died for all people. There should never be issue with racism with Christians. My goodness. But we have enemies. Our culture is an enemy. The world in which we live in is our enemy. I believe there's higher powers in our country that are enemies. We have enemies. And I'm going to be honest, if we're not careful, we'll get honed in on that and we look like the bad guys are winning and the good guys are losing. We go to the gas station, we look and say, man, is there ever going to be any change? We look at the state of the affairs in America and what we do, we start getting discouraged. We start looking at the ungratefulness of the younger generation. We see how, I can't even imagine, the disgrace that we treat the people that have fought in our wars. We don't even respect lawmen anymore. There's so many things that we can sit around and talk about and say, oh, and by the way, I know people that are unhappy today because all they do is talk about how bad everything is in this world. And you know what they've done? They've gotten their eyes off the things they should be thankful for and they've looked at things that are temporary. Now here's what the psalmist said. He said, Lord, I have enemies. There's I mean, by the way, we know David had enemies. We know that it didn't look good in a lot of times. But you know what? By faith, he said, I want you to know something. I know that one day my enemies are going to perish. They're going to end. I'm going to win. If you're a Christian, you're going to win. This is not all that we have to look forward to. And I want to say that because there's so many people that by faith, they just give up thankfulness because they're focusing in on things that are not going to last. Now the psalmist tells us very quickly. And we know it to be, be true. David's enemies were destroyed. He didn't know that. He couldn't see it. But by faith he trusted the Lord. But what it does when we look at the current natural state of affairs in our country. If we look at it without through looking through the eyes of faith. It will keep you discouraged and you will have no reason to thank, be thankful for anything. Right. But see, he covers this in this psalm. He says, look, I've got some enemies. There's things that's not exactly the way I want them in life. But he said, Lord, I know that I'm going to trust you. I'm going to, these things are going to be taken care of. And I want to say this. We know one day here after a while, every knee shall bow. That's right. Every tongue will confess. The enemies, I pray, will get saved before they go to hell. That ought to be our prayer. But I can promise you this, the Lord's going to take care of it. Now, looking at all the current affairs, what are some things during this Thanksgiving, if the Lord says it's a good thing to give thanks to the Lord, how about we do it tonight? How many of y'all like doing good things? It's a good thing to... Thank the Lord and thanks unto the Lord. And I'm going to give you some simple things here just to get you started. I'm going to give you some homework before you leave. Number one, very simply, the Bible says it's a good thing to give thanks unto the Lord. So how about we just give thanks tonight for our Savior? How many of y'all glad you, you got a Savior? Amen. And he walks with me and he talks with me and he tells me I am his own. 
It is well with my soul. Why? Because I have a Savior. Boy, I'm thankful for him. I'm going to say this. I've not always been faithful, but he sure has been. Aren't you glad for your Savior tonight? Can I ask you this? When's the last time you told him? Boy, I just want to tell you I love you and I appreciate you and thank you so much for being who you are. By the way, I taught a lesson last week. It's nothing new. I think I did a podcast on it too, but do you know if someone's grateful, someone's thankful, the characteristic of that is it shows. You know the ten lepers that were cleansed? The Lord Jesus said, where are the nine? One came back, just one out of the ten. The Bible said he raised a loud voice and he got down on his hands and knees and with a loud voice he praised God and glorified God. He was the only one. But here's what I thought about that. Man, there was no doubt that man was thankful for the giver. See, all of us know how to be thankful for the gifts, but you know why? We ought to be thankful for the giver of all gifts. We ought to be thankful and give thanks to our Savior. I'm so thankful of his saving power. I'm so thankful for his tender, loving care. I'm so very thankful for his grace. I'm thankful for his power that he displays and his guidance that he gives. I'm thankful for our Savior. Hey, I'll tell you, this is simple stuff. I, I want to just remind you tonight, how many of you are saved? You know who indwells you? The Holy Spirit of God. When's the last time you just looked at the just looked at yourself and said, Holy Spirit, I'm thankful for you. How many of you are glad you got the Holy Spirit of God? You know why? You know what he does? He has such a wonderful work. You know what he does? He convicts. I don't know about y'all. I'm not always thankful for it. Let me say this. Conviction ain't fun. Amen? How many of y'all believe me? Y'all know conviction ain't fun. Is it not fun? It ain't fun. But I'm going to tell you right now, I'm glad I get it. I don't like it, but I'm thankful I get convicted. And I'm going to say this, if you don't ever get convicted, you better check what you got. I'm glad the Holy Spirit, one of his jobs is to convict us. Because I'm going to tell you all right now, if we never got convicted, there'd never be no change. You say, well, I'll tell you what, the only, way, the only reason that person changed is he got caught. Well, who you think caught him? The Holy Spirit caught him. Hey, I want you to know I'm thankful for his convicting power. But not only his convicting power, I want to tell you all something else. I am so thankful for his comforting power. He comforts us. I'm glad and thankful for the Holy Spirit tonight. Hey, this is simple. We're giving thanks at Thanksgiving. What's some other? And by the way, you can go create your own list, and that's what the homework is. I'm going to start you with a list, and you're going to create the list as you go home and no matter how long it takes you to drive, I'm going to give you some homework. I'm not going to get too far ahead of myself. We should give thanks for the Holy Spirit. We ought to give thanks for our salvation. Why? Because we ought to be giving thanks at Thanksgiving. Hey, number three, simple now. We ought to give thanks we got the Bible. Now, I'm going to tell you all right now, this is the most underrated book in, in, in the history of mankind. But it's also the most powerful book. It amazes me how little, how disdained it is today. It amazes me all through history how it's been tried to be banned, burned. It's still here. Amen. I ought to be th we ought to be thankful that we have a book for its eternality. It's forever. It's even settled in heaven, the Bible says. If you think we're going to get to heaven and not have to deal with God's word anymore, no. It's settled in heaven. We're always going to be ruled by God's word. I'm thankful for his word. I'm thankful uh, for its, it, I'm glad that it's inspired. 
Y'all know what it means to be inspired. It means God breathed it. That didn't mean, I've heard this all, I've heard this from, from people and they want to knock the Bible. Here's what they say. Oh, it was just written by a bunch of men. Oh, you're wrong. <laughs> Wasn't written by men. It was authored by God. The Bible says the word of God was inspired. It was the inspiration of God. That means God breathed it. That means that if it did not originate with God, we don't have it. Now, men recorded it. That's totally different than inspiration. But when he says it's of inspiration of God, I want you to think about how powerful that is. That means if he did not design it, if he did not originate, if he did not breathe it, we don't have it. That's why I'm thankful for inspiration. No man could have created this literature. There's never been a work in the history of mankind that man was able to write history to write an absolute masterpiece like the Bible. It's perfect. It's eternal. I'm thankful for it. And you go ahead and let the scoffers go ahead and scoff at it. Go ahead and let people make fun of it. But one day, every knee shall bow. By the way, I love watching history documentaries. And for years, now it's been several years, I've been stuck on World War II. And I don't know, I've been watching and reading so many books about Hitler. He was an evil man. And it amazed me. There was very few people in Germany that realized what he was doing. One of them was Bonhoeffer. Cost him his life. But here's what's amazing he came in and infiltrated the church and they were so powerfully hungry for their national cause of their country to be so great again, they let Hitler come in and basically be the vicar of the church. But Bonhoeffer seen right through it. He said, look, we worship anything but God. It's an antichrist. It cost him his life. But the amazing thing that I'm thankful for is through all of those dark nights that he spent, in the prison, it amazed me. All through his suffering, all through of all through mankind, go all the way back to the Roman Empire where they were burning the Christians. They were trying to stamp out Christianity. Mussolini wanted to ban the Bible in Europe and in Italy. Hey, listen, uh, Voltaire, all of the atheists have tried to ban and, and burn and, and stamp out the Bible. Listen, sadly, they're all in hell today, and I'm still preaching from it tonight. Because God has promised us that His Word will never fail. Amen. So let the scoffers scoff. Let them try. Let our, even our own government try to ban the Bible, which they have not. But let them try. They'll never do it. Amen. Because God's given us a promise on His Word that it's infallible, it's inerrant, it's preserved, it's inspired. We should give thanks for our Bible. We ought to be thankful because, by the way, none of us would be saved tonight without its message. We ought to be thankful for the message of the Bible. By the way, that's what bothers me. A lot of people, they, all they want to do is bring out the negative stuff in the Bible. No, there's a lot of positive stuff in here. Though your sins be as scarlet, they shall be washed white as snow. That's pretty positive, isn't it? Though he... Paul, he shall not be utterly cast down. That's pretty good news, isn't it? Jonah chapter 3 is a good chapter. And the word of the Lord came into Jonah the second time. There's a lot of good stuff in the Bible, amen? 
Oh, yeah, I know there's that negative, thou shalt not kill, but that's really a positive thing. Could you imagine having that on your conscience? Some people have the idea God gives all these rules because he's a mean old God. No, he's a good God. He knows it's best for you not to take another person's life. Can you imagine that on your conscience the rest of your life? We ought to thank God for the inspiration of the Bible. We ought to thank God for its message. Hey, we ought to thank God for its power. How many of y'all know you got saved because you heard the word of God? That's powerful, isn't it? I'm going to tell you, I was so moved by the gentleman. I can't mention his name and even what country, but if you were here, you know this gentleman was here. He was in a communist country preaching the gospel. And I thank God, and, and by the way, he can't witness like we do. He can't openly promote like we do. But I thank God that there's a man there. I'm going to tell you right now, why is there people getting saved in that country? It's because of the power of the same word we have. I'm so thankful for that. Hey, this is a simple one. Everyone would agree with this. Hey, we ought to give thanks at Thanksgiving. You say, well, Pastor, what should I give thanks for? How about your salvation? I tell you what, we better never get over that. I'm afraid some of us have. Y'all know I've heard this before. Gypsy Smith, great preacher, preached fire all the way up until his last days. He was late. He was preaching. He got stirred up about it one day. And one of the men after the meeting come up to Gypsy Smith and said, Mr. Smith, how in the world can you keep preaching like that at your age? He said, son, let me tell you. He said, I've never lost the wonder of it all. I tell you, it's a sad day when we lose the wonder of it all. You ought to always encourage yourself and be thankful for your salvation. Because number one, we don't deserve it. But you know something else I'm thankful for in salvation? You know what that means? That means that he's forgiven us of all of our sins. Now, I'm going to tell you all something right now. That, that's hard to grasp. That's hard to grasp. That's hard to really think that a person can purely, wholly forgive you for what you've done. But he has. Y'all thankful for that? I am too. But you know what's hard to grasp is to forgive yourself. <laughs> Larry Sexton said it right today. So I tell you what, though, gentlemen, sometimes it's just hard to forgive yourselves. But I want you to know something. I'm thankful he forgives us. Never to be brought up again. He casts our sin as far as the east is from the west. So let me just say, by the way, next time, by the way, don't get haughty or proud because of that. Like, oh, well, he's forgiven me. No, that's not. We ought to be humbled because he forgives us because of what we've done. But you can't let the devil beat up on you either. Because he'll work you over. He's always wanting to remind you of your past. Well, when he does that, you remind him of his future. You cannot live in the defeat. Yes, look, every one of us in this building has skeletons in our closet. Every one of us. Every one of us has done things that we're all ashamed of. Every one of us has done something that has sinned against the holy God. There's not a one clean. And so we have to understand and we have to remember and be thankful unto the Lord that he has forgiven us. And we have to claim that promise because if you don't, the devil will beat you up over that all your life. 
I'm thankful for when we get saved that he forgives us of all of our sins. I'm thankful that he cleanses us from all of our sins. The Bible says he washes us white as snow. And then here's what salvation does. He restores us. Now, I don't know about y'all. Sometimes that's the hardest work. That's the hardest work. We're excited when someone gets saved, but sometimes we struggle when someone's trying to be restored. But that ought to be our goal is to see because the Lord not only cleanses us, but he restores us. The Bible says that he's given us a ministry of what? Reconciliation. That means someone's hurt us. That means someone's done wrong. That means someone's broke our hearts. That means someone has broken fellowship, but he needs to be or she needs to be reconciled. I'm glad he loves us. I'm glad that he saves us. I'm glad that he cleanses us from our sin. I'm glad that he forgives us of our sin. I'm glad that he restores us in the right fellowship with him. Are y'all glad about that? When's the last time you told him? When's the last time you just had a crying, shouting fit no matter where you were? How many of you last time at work you just got to thinking about how good God's been? You couldn't help yourself. You just did a little woo. Oh, well, Pastor, we can't do that at work. Well, they do a lot worse. I didn't say steal from your employer and don't work. Just say, woo, thank you, Lord. Laura was telling me today, there's a man at her work. She works the place in the morning. She said, Mark, I'm going to tell you one thing. She said, if you ever doubt it, there's one man in the place where I work as a Christian. She said, if you ever came there, you'd never doubt it. So there's a man there by the name of Al Fulver. She said, Mark, I'm telling you right now, I don't ever go out of my office, but when he comes down at all, he's always humming or singing a gospel song. I say, I wonder, is that our testimony? And by the way, I don't even know where he goes to church. To be honest, don't care. He's got a testimony. I think it's so funny we get so critical of other things. And man, I tell you what, sometimes I think we need to pick up from other people and learn from their successes. Amen? We ought to give thanks for our salvation. Hey, what week is this? This, What's Thursday Thanksgiving? I think we ought to give thanks, oughtn't we? Y'all are going to give thanks when it hits time and I say bow your heads and close your eyes. I've only got a couple more. Here's one. This is simple. But it's one, if we don't, we don't, we don't, we don't one of the children said, it, if we're not careful, we'll, we won't be thankful. But we ought to thank the Lord for his church. Hey, I'm, I'm thankful for our church's mission. Y'all know what our mission is? We're here to be a lighthouse. The Bible tells us in Timothy that we are the pillar and the ground of the truth. I mean, who do you expect? Where do you expect little children to get on a bus and come to go hear complete truth? I'm going to tell you where God expects them to hear it, the church house. That's a grave responsibility that God says to us, you are the pillar and the ground of the truth. I'm not being ugly to you, but a lot of times when we take our children, we drop them off at a school building, they're not always going to necessarily be told truth. Now, I also understand a child could be dropped off on this premise and not be told truth. But I can tell you this, he'll never be not told truth behind the pulpit. I know another child can lie to them and maybe even another adult somewhere maybe visiting our church. I wouldn't expect any of our church members lying to a child. 
But I could not say, hey, well, if you drop this child off, he'll never hear a lie. But I will tell you this, I believe and I have such thankfulness for our church and our ministry and what we believe in the Bible in this church. I do not believe that a child would ever be told a lie from behind a pulpit or a lectern. By the way, teachers, that's a great responsibility. Stay with the book. Stay off of opinions. Stay with this. Stay with the truth. Stay with the book. If the book don't back it up, then don't say it. I think we went too far in things for years. We really don't have Bible for it. But we don't want to go even, we certainly don't want to go less than what the Bible says. Amen? So we ought to be thankful that we have a book that gives us truth. We ought to be thankful that we have a church that has the right mission. I believe that we are the pillar of the ground of the truth. Our mission is we want to see. Do y'all want to see people saved? I want to see people saved. I want to see people grow. I want to see people get in the church. I want to see them grow in the Lord. I want to see their families get strong. I want to see their children grow in the Lord. I'd like to see their relationships grow in the Lord. I would. By the way. There's times, there's times, we had it last week. We had a whole row of boys back here. They wasn't behaving the best, but I'm going to tell you all something right now. I'd rather them be here. Now, they need to be helped and they need to be disciplined and they need to be taught. And, they, and I'm telling you, they need to be. I had a grandma, them boys called me the other day. She was burdened for them. This is a grandma. She just had surgery. She's very sick. She had a hip replacement. Man, she was burdened for her boys. She said, I know my boys are in, a, are in a place right now where the devil's trying to get them. And she said, they got influences in school and in our community. And she said, Pastor, they're pulling at them. And she said, I thank God for your church that you're bringing them there and trying to teach them. And she said, and she asked me this. She said, Pastor, will you take time yourself just to sit down and talk to them and tell them how important it is to listen to what they're being taught. That was a grandma calling. She understood the importance, whether or not her boys are right or wrong, the importance of them being here. I'm thankful for our mission. I'm thankful for our message. We have a message of hope. And I would hate to think y'all came here week in, week out, and y'all would be more depressed when you came than you, than you left when you came. I don't know about y'all, but I hope everybody has a little bit more pep in their step when they leave the services. Why? Because we've been given hope. We've been given the truth. Look, I'm glad. I'm glad for the church's eternal glory too. Because here's what the Bible says. The Bible says that the gates of hell shall never prevail against it. I'm glad for their... How many of y'all glad and thankful for your church? Amen. Well, look, you can't tell this building that. I want to tell you, microphone, I'm thankful for you. Yeah. Hey, chair, I'm glad you hold me up. No, I'm going to tell you what, if we're thankful to the church, Kimberly, I'm thankful for you. Mr. Jim Beeler, I'm thankful for you. Miss Kyle, I'm thankful for you. She has to put up with me more than most people during a week. She gets many sermonettes every once in a while from time to time because I'm all fired up and I just have to stop by her door a few minutes. Hey, I want y'all to know when you say the church, I'm thankful for you. Sadie, I'm thankful for your encouraging letter today. I know you could have wrote something else. And by the way, I'd encourage you to write a letter to somebody else. That'd encourage them. 
I'm thankful for every one of you. Brother Mike, I'm thankful you sung tonight. I expect to hear some Christmas music this month. Hey, I'm thankful for all of you. Every last one of you. I'm thankful for every one of you. Hey, I'm thankful for my church family. Amen? Hey, quickly, we should give thanks. This is simple. It shouldn't be. But our provisions. You know what God provides. I've looked at all of us here tonight, and I'm going to tell you, we're all doing fine. Last I checked, where every one of us are going, where there's a roof over our head, we're going to have a mattress to sleep on, and we're going to have food if we want it tonight. He's taken care of us. He's provided for us. I'm thankful for our food. Hey, I'm thankful for our faith. Hey, I'm thankful for answered prayer. Hey, quickly, and I'm going to close. This is where we're all going to end, and I'm going to give you homework. We should give thanks for heaven. It will be worth it all when we see Jesus. Hey, we're going to get to sing. Heaven is as real as I'm standing here. Amen. Aren't y'all thankful for that? <laughs> hey, we're going to get to see our treasures there. Man, I'm telling you right now, can you imagine? We're going to see our names there. But let me talk about some treasures just a minute. Man, can you imagine? I, I don't know. I've preached. I, I was amazed. I looked at the podcast the other day, and it ain't that big. But just in the three years, that thing has been downloaded 11,000, almost 12,000 times. And Brother Chris, I get on Sermon Audio, they send me that thing every month, and I done forgot, but over 52,000, so we don't really know how many, but it was after 52,000. And I'm going to be honest with y'all, and that's not just because of me. I'm talking about the ministry of this church. Could y'all imagine, could y'all just imagine when we get to heaven, we're going to meet people that this church influenced that we never met. We never met. But it's because of the ministry of our church. I don't know about y'all, but that encouraged me. We're going to find our treasures there. We're going to see, and by the way, that treasures are people because they're the only thing that lives forever. Treasures. Hey, but can I say this? Man, holiday, I know I mentioned a little bit today. My mom said, man, everybody was crying this morning. But, man, I can't help but think of holidays. I think of my family members. Do y'all? Man, I miss that empty chair. Y'all know how I was talking about my grandpa Leslie today, and even as a teenage boy, man, I, I said, oh, there, I got to go. Pre- I'm, I got to get by him today. You know what? And I want to say this to all the young people. Well, you better cherish every minute because, man, I wish I could just sit beside him one more time. Amen. Just once. I mean it. I wish I could hear him rustle the pages on that Bible and say, Now, Mark, let me just show you what God's Word says. I wish I had a man like that in these discouraging days. I can just imagine now. He have a lot to read today. But he has even more in that Bible to read today. But you know what? I'm going to get to see him one day here real soon. I'm going to get to see all my family that went on before me. And I'm going to tell you all right now, I'm thankful for heaven. I'm thankful for the promise. I'm thankful for the reunion. I'm thankful for the place that he's promised us. I'm thankful that he's been preparing it for all these years. I'm thankful that I'm going to get to live in a mansion. I'm thankful, hey, just give me a little, uh, what is it, a shack on the roadside or just give me a little cabin. No, I don't want no cabin. Give me the thing God said I'm going to have. You know, all these Bible scholars now, they've, you know, they've translated that word to a room. 
you know, they've got Greek and everything on that. And they say, well, that mansion's really not a mansion. It's a room. Well, you know what? I like the mansion. How many of y'all like a mansion? The room. I hear him. Oh, and I've heard people. Oh, are you one of them old, funny mentalists that still believe you're going to have a mansion? You don't know what the Greek says. That word means room. No, it's a mansion, bub. Yeah. <laughs> but can I just say this? Even if it is a room, it's going to be the best room I've ever been in. Yeah. Amen. So I'm thankful for it. Y'all thankful for heaven? But now listen, I will say this. I'm thankful for heaven. I just don't want to go today. Amen. But it'd be all right if I do. So let's be thankful. It's amazing what praising will do. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. It's amazing what praising will do. Hallelujah. Y'all know that song? How about y'all tell your faces? Let's stand to our feet. Hey, this is Thanksgiving week. Let's give thanks. Now, here's your homework. I didn't give an exhaustive list. Y'all know personal details of things you're thankful for. I want every husband that has a wife with them or you have people in your car tonight, I want you to start it out. And by the time you get in your car and before you start that engine, you're going to start sharing with your car, the people that's in your car, you're going to start telling them, you're going to give them two things specifically that you're thankful for. The men are going to start. And promise you they won't be going long. <laughs> They'll, they'll get theirs done, and then here's what I want you to do, ladies, and then the children, as you will. I want everybody, because this is just a startup list. Your homework tonight before you get home, each person in that vehicle has to share at least two things that they're going to give thanks to the Lord for. Amen? Do it. Now, with head bowed and eyes closed, I'm going to ask you, how many of you, and gentlemen, you'll lead, how many of you will do that homework tonight? We're going to give thanks for the Thanksgiving week. You're going to start tonight and maybe even start something the rest of the week. Every day this week, you and your family or whoever you're with in your home, you're going to gather around and you're going to give thanks to the Lord for two things, at least two things every evening this week. How many of you would be willing to do that? We ask God to help you. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, I do pray it's a good thing for us to give thanks unto you. So, Lord, I pray you'll help us to give thanks unto you this week during Thanksgiving. Lord, we have so many things to be thankful for. So I pray that you'll bless now. Give all of us safety as we travel home tonight. Give us an attitude of gratitude. Again, thank you for all your love. We ask it all in Jesus' name and all God's people said. Don't forget Tuesday night. So I'm going to see all of you back in two nights. God bless. Have a great, great evening.